want to welcome you to the Made for More podcast. I am back today with my man Josh. What's going on? It is good to be here together. Uh, so this question today is uh, tied into last week's sermon as as usual. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to last week's message, that's the place to start yes. before you tune into this. Um, but we talked about the House of Cornelius mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. And the question is, uh, why is it so important for Christians to spend time with other Christians that are very much not like them? Yeah. Um, so it could be a wealthier person with a poor person. Right or a different ethnicity, um, why is it so important for us to do that? Like, mm. And so last Sunday we talked about um, how God really orchestrated, I mean, like through visions, right? orchestrated uh, the collision of cultures, Jewish mm. with non-Jewish or Gentile cultures. And then it has just been that since the, you know, the epicenter, the beginning of the church right. age has been God not just saving and redeeming other cultures, but bringing together other cultures. Right. Um, and so let me just ask that question. Mm. Why is it so important for us to spend time with Christians who are not like us? Yeah, man, a few answers to that come to my mind. But the first probably, I think a precursor maybe we need in that conversation is like what what we are like as people, because we could say we know that all people have value and we know that you know there aren't hierarchies like better people worse people people god loves more people god loves less like you know we know that doesn't exist in our minds yeah but as people who have you know flesh and bone and we are in physical bodies i think we need real life physical experiences to to teach us things not just have an understanding of it in our minds yeah so when we interact with someone who is not like us, so maybe we have a lot of comforts and we own a home and we have um, access to money and education and we interact with someone who doesn't have access to education, doesn't own a home and maybe doesn't have access to a lot of money. Um, in the relationship, I think we see something and we learn something about God's love, yeah. about the image of God, about the value yep. of people. Yep. And many more things maybe that I couldn't even put words to, but there's something about an embodied experience. I'm talking with somebody who's not like us that, in short, helps take us off of a pedestal and raise other people up. Yeah. Um, to be on level ground. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it is important to pause and say, uh, I mean, even in Greek, there's a difference between knowledge of right. and experiential Experience. knowledge. Yeah. And, um, and so like linguistically it's there, though it often gets translated just into, into the same word. Uh, but our, I mean, the, the people that constructed the Bible, I mean, absolutely knew the difference between knowing about somebody yes. and actually being in a relationship with them. Yes. And, and there is. There is a massive difference. I mean, even like yeah. salvation yeah. requires more than knowing about Jesus. Yeah. Um, it requires an experiential knowledge. Right. Like um, being in relationship yeah. with him. Yeah. Right. So it, there, specific examples might be, just to not leave people hanging, though many that listen to this are from our church, most yeah. are, um, I can know about you know, a famous baseball player, whoever right. it is, you know, right. um, I can know about Tony Dungy, you know, who's yep. a, a, a football coach, you know, was a great, I think a football coach <laughs> I admire. Yeah. I can know about him. I can know his history. I can know the color of his skin. I can know his background. Yes. 
it doesn't mean I'm going to walk up to him and he'll be like, hey, Mike, how are you? Mm. And so um, knowledge about something is not the same mm. as being in a relationship with. And so from salvation on, um, mm. God desires us to not merely know about other people, right. but to walk with them, to be in relationship yeah. with them. And that is an important distinction. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I think of like, um, so there's the benefit it is to us, which to me, that that's a major thing. It's like, it is a benefit to us. It's a benefit to our formation to be around people not like us. And it makes us more like God to learn to love people that maybe we don't have an initial a draw towards, but we learn and recognize that they're in the image of God and and God values things beyond what we value and what we value in our culture, what we value personally. Yeah. God values people who look like us and not like us. Yeah. So there's that piece. But then there's the whole other piece of like throughout the whole Bible, God asks us to be near to the poor. Yeah. And he asks us to be near to um, outsiders and uh, foreigners and people who are different yeah like from us he asks us to do that yeah which is like that alone even if we didn't understand why he asked it the fact that he asked it is important yeah that's right and and theologically god is trinity right he is family yeah and so uh to want to walk in intimacy right with our brothers and sisters is to actually model yeah the god the image of god i mean it, it is it is trinity yeah um, and I also think it's important too, uh, as as we get into or shift gears, maybe into like the specifics of why the poor, why right. minority groups, um, we are not merely embodied spirits and minds. Yeah. Like we are called to be the action of God. Right. And yeah. um, and so to mm. to make our faith merely. Um, you know, we, we are eternal creatures with bodies even. That's right. Right? Like we're not just yeah. we're not just spirits stuck in flesh. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we'll so get a glorified body. We'll get a glorified yeah. body. That's right. And so uh, to walk, to not just know about, but to walk in the ideals of Christ yeah. or towards them, yeah. that is what it means to, yeah. to walk the Christian journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we must not merely reduce our faith to a set of ideas to know right um yeah so i know that i should love the poor cool yeah you know i I know that i should love people who are not like me another way of saying that that i think about that's super convicting you know condemning to me is um i mean condemning in a way like it it convicts me personally Yeah. yeah like it calls me out is um thinking like if jesus were here in the flesh where would he spend his time yeah what would he spend his time doing? Yeah. And that's like, to me, just the most convicting thought because it's like, I don't think he's going to spend his time, you know, with, you know, in a comfortable place with a big fences, um, just, you know, closing his garage door on people. I, yeah. I really think he's going to spend his time in places that I avoid. Yeah. And that's troubling in yeah. a good way. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the fact that you said when Jesus came in flesh, Right. That I mean, that is the evidence yep. of the value. Yeah. Um. He is he Emmanuel. Yeah. He is God incarnate. Yes. Um. Yeah. He is the one who. He, he is a God that is not merely at a distance. Right. He wants us to know Him. Yes. To walk with Him. To yes. understand His values and become living. I mean, yes. the fact that 
that Christians became called, or yes. the followers of Jesus became yeah. called, called Christians. Yep. They looked like little, little Jesus. Christ. That's yeah. right. They are the yeah. action, yeah. not just the idea. They are the they are the action, the hands and yeah. feet yeah. of Jesus, and which models what He did with us. Yep. A reminder that we have of that every every other week when we come to the table, we receive communion. Yeah. Is in the prayer every week we pray that is like Lord, make these elements reveal. Yeah, your body and so blood good. to us and make us yeah. reveal the body of Christ to the world. So yeah. like we are to be those active representatives of where Jesus would be, That's who right. he'd be talking to. This is so convicting, but who he'd spend his weekends with, That's right. who's around his dinner table. That's right. Like we're to be that representative. Oh my goodness. And you know, and um, you, you, you can't do everything for everybody, right? but you better be doing something for somebody. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, and, and there's, there's two sides to this coin as we become, and and we're doing this really fast in minutes, but as you become aware of Emmanuel, right. As you become aware of the doctrine of the Trinity, right. Like God is a God who wants to walk with us, be present Mm -hmm. with us. Even before sin entered the earth in the garden, God walked with man. Right. Right. And our eternity is literally us present with God again. Um, And so I just, it's so in the nature, the very bones of Christianity to, to, to become not just mere, a mere place of idea, but in a living, breathing, walking, engaging with each other in community, in relationship, we are to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A cool just story that I had last week is some of us young adults were going out to eat on a Wednesday night and we like by accident just ran into this guy who was houseless and um yeah it was just a crazy moment where each of us um if you're one of those young adults shout out to you but each of us were like um hey do you do you want something to eat and like then one of the other guys was like hey, do you want to just join us and eat with us and in that moment i was kind of like uh self-aware that i'm like man this is reminding me in this very moment that like God is among those who are not like me. Yeah. God is God favors and protects and helps the people who have less. Yeah. And like that, it, that's such a crazy thought. But it's like the lowly, he his spirit is with him, and it reminded me even in that time of this person sitting with us and talking. His name was Demetrius, like sitting with us and talking to us that we're all on level ground at the foot of the cross. You know, there are not any of us who stand above or or any who stand below. You know, we are on level ground in need of God's grace. And so even the offering of um, that to another person just reminds me of my own need and my own like desperation for God's help and God's presence. That's right. You know, and I, I, uh, you know, I, I just, I've been working. That's really good. Um, I've been working with my kids. So like we work on some scripture memory, we do different kinds of devotions. Yeah. I mean, and I have, you know, 19 all the way to two. So I yeah. mean, like I got a, yeah. I got a gap of kids, but right now with my six year old little girl, um, we're doing scripture memory. Yeah. I was sharing with Josh a <laughs> yeah. little earlier. John three sixteen. And so John three sixteen, baby, we just started doing this with my, I started doing John three sixteen with my, my little daughter. Mm-hmm. So we're laying in bed and, um, we finished reading the story. Yeah. We're reading through the wing feather series. Yeah. So we read a chapter of the wing yeah. feather series. I read it to her. And she's laying on my shoulder, and I was like, "All right, baby, here we go." For God yeah. so loved, and she yeah. repeats, "For God so loved uh, the world that He gave His only mm-hmm. Son." Yeah, and I was like, "That is the nature of God." Yeah, He wants to be what is 
what, you know, with what is not like him. Yeah. And he yeah. loves what is not like him. Yeah. Um, to make it like him. Right. <laughs> right. And so like, yeah. um, it is the nature of God. He wants to be known, yeah. not merely known about. Yeah. He wants to be known and he mm-hmm. wants to know you. Honey. Yeah. He wants to know you yeah. and he wants you to know him. Yep. And not merely that, but as we then mm. become set alive by the yeah. presence and activity and work of the family of God, we then are to go into the world and make disciples. Yeah. I mean, make disciples, not just share an idea. Yeah. I mean, the idea of discipleship back then right. would have been totally tied into the, the Jewish idea of having, yeah. you know, they'd follow the teachers. Yeah, having a rabbi, mm-hmm. sharing their life, taking on their ideas and their practices of life. Yep, eating meals with them, yes. watching them do things. Yep. Habits. That's right, ha- everything. I mean, you literally take on the culture. So to be a disciple, I mean, follow the rabbi Yeah, is what it means to be a disciple. Yeah. And so he's literally mm. telling all of his followers, I have come to you. Yeah. And and remade you in mm-hmm. a sense. Now you yeah. go to them. Yeah. And remake them by doing yeah. life with them. Yeah. Um, so this is not merely a good idea. Yeah. This is the work of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is it, the coolest thing is is the um the I don't even know, uh both sided nature of that where like as we go and share the gospel, the gospel is being preached to us in a deeper way. That's right. You know, so it's like yeah. it's I I guess my frame of mind right now and and this is fresh to me, so I'll just get on my soapbox here, but my frame of mind right now is like I have so often prayed for like more of God's spirit, more of his kingdom, and it's like God is just opening my my heart and my mind that there is more of his kingdom yeah. in these places. Yeah. And it's it's like I started with an awareness that this is something I should do because God asked for it. But now it's like I want to be where Jesus is yeah. and have more of his friendship and more of his spirit. And he is here. Yeah. So uh, one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Kerry Kind, love him. Let's go, Kerry. So I don't know, Kerry, if you listen to this or not, but I so greatly love you and my time um, when – you would mentor me and we'd meet together for those meals over and over again. It's just amazing. Uh, older man. He, uh, uh, he used to talk about how, and he's all over the world. So the guy traveled the world. I mean, in many different ways, representing many different things, Mm -hmm. doing the kingdom work, God as a missionary representing, you know, the, the global Wesleyan church. I mean, he's traveled the world, even for education purposes, traveled the world. And he's like, it appears that God gifts and moves in different ways with different people groups. Mm. Yeah. And so, yep. um, and there's different like vices and battles that yes. different people groups That's tend so to have. True. And so he, mm. he, one thing that he talked about is when you expose yourself now, not even talk about evangelism, but right. just other Christians. Right. So like Christians in sub-Saharan Africa or Christians in yes. China or Christians yes. in, when you, when you go and you spend time with these people, it exposes you to other glorious uh, like a spectrum of light, yes. other other various yes. prisms of light yeah. of how God is working and moving. Your faith grows. Yeah. Um. And and he kind of though he didn't directly say this, he kind of implied that he thinks God maybe does this on purpose to work mm. as an engine to bind us with other. Yeah. Like how do we know God more fully? Yes. We get to know the breadth of God's people. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Not only God more, <laughs> yes. but the breadth of God's people. Yes. Yep. One of the ways I think of it is whether they are Christian or not, um, in biblical times, it was um, like lepers and it was um, people who are 
uh, of low status, slaves, yeah. you know, Onesimus, that letter yeah. Philemon is written yeah. about yeah. someone who is unseen. Right. And I think asking the question, who are the people in our culture, whether they're Christian or not, where people say, I don't want to be around them. Yeah. Or like, I don't want to spend my time with them. Yeah. And whoever they are, like that is like a magnet, I think, of God's kingdom and where God wants to reveal himself because the pride of of the world says, you know, we're better than whatever that is, whatever that people group is, whatever their status is. And the humility of God and his spirit says, I want to draw near to that, those people who need love and help. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and 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 it it is true that we we do get a chance to drink deeper of the grace of God. Yeah, when we're walking in the places where grace is needed most. Yes, like we drink of it. Yes, and uh, I think that's a hundred percent right. We do get it. We do get to experience the charity of God. I mean, like um, I, I was thinking about one of the Christians at our downtown location. Yeah. Um, and uh, that this is homeless, yeah. Uh, but he's faithful. Comes to church on a regular yeah. basis, and uh, has even been up and visited some of the other campuses. Which yeah, you probably yeah. know who yeah. it is now. And um, but a neat guy when he can make it, if he can yeah. catch rides right, to get right, up here, right. uh, and then it may take a day or two to catch rides to yeah. get back downtown. Um, but just a, an amazing man that loves the Lord. Um, he, there's a lot of complications in yep. his life, uh, but when you're with him and you see how the grace of God reaches into that complexity, yeah. What it does is it reminds me that the grace of God can reach into my complexity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you leave those things and your spirit has been taught, Yeah, you know, the love and grace of God in even deeper ways as yeah. you're trying to offer it to yeah. other people people yeah if any of you guys listening to this um uh are worked in garfield park for a long time we had a pastor who used to be there named eric key Mm -hmm. and i used to share an office with him and i remember how like um practical he was in showing care and love for people and pastor kathy is that way now yeah it's it's almost like I feel like sometimes I'm so heady in my faith and oh, thinking <laughs> of abstractions and all these ideas, but it's like Eric and Kathy now are putting flesh on the activity that, you know, so often exists in Christians' brains. Yeah. And it's like that connection yeah. of just we are people made in bodies and we minister to people in bodies yeah. you know who who are also souls yeah. and you know mind soul body strength complex people yeah. and that connection that like we meet real physical needs of people and we need to be in proximity to them for their good and for our good to yeah. me is just so powerful yeah that's a so the the Luttrells yeah, know, we're part of the church. Right, we're doing lots of shout outs today. Uh, let's go. Um, and uh, Peter was he? Uh, they did a jazz and art yeah, night, park, yeah. yeah, which was amazing was for great. those that were able to go down to, at the Garfield Park location. And one of the songs that I think Peter wrote it, right? Yeah, it yeah, was inspired by yes, uh, Popeye, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, by one of the guys that lives downtown and his complexity, and. Um, it, the music was beautiful. Yeah. Right. The music was beautiful. And I, I remember sitting there listening to him play, you know, the jazz yeah. band play this song that was written yeah. with, with Popeye in mind, just the grace and love of God. Yeah. And it dawned on me the beauty of God being shown in the complexity of Popeye. Yeah. Inspired a depth of music. Yeah. Through Peter. Yeah. 
yeah. that then we all get to enjoy. Yeah. Like you just, you look at how mm. grace given, grace given, yeah. grace given, multi-leveled, yeah. then just spurs blessing and beauty and yeah. blessing and beauty and blessing yes. and beauty multiple levels. Yeah. And so I sit there with my mm. kids yeah. um, and I'm going to drive home to my home yeah. and, uh, and, and I just thought, man, I got to taste a creativity and a beauty yeah. that came from mm-hmm. a wonderful, you know, very talented jazz musician yeah. that was inspired by Popeye mm-hmm. who yeah. attends downtown. Yeah. And so just, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the grace of God shows the grace of God, creates the beauty yes. of God that creates yeah. the beauty of God. Yeah. And so the call, one of the primary calls to enter into these other relationships, um, it is not calling you into a burden. Mm-hmm. It's calling you to participate <laughs> yeah. in grace and beauty that yes. might just definitely will yeah. take your faith to a whole other level. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. what we want from you. It's what we want for you. Yeah. It's yeah. not what God wants from you. It's what yeah. he wants for you. Yeah. Whether it's engaging with Christians, the the Miso congregation. Yeah. Shout out to Calm. Right. We'll just keep yes, shouting people let's out. Go. <laughs> um, but shout out yeah. to Calm. You know, it's it's the grace of God yeah. through these refugees. And you taste a, com- a compassion and a passion yes. for the Lord. Yep. That, that I mean, people have given up so much, yep. you know, and you walk away and not even understanding the language of their service. Yeah. You know, and you can walk away feeling deeply inspired. Yes. And so it's, again, you need to be in relationship, whether it's with the poverty, yeah. whether it's with the refugee and the yeah. immigrant, whether it's with Christians from other countries. Yes. When you rub shoulders with believers yes. from all these other unique yeah. places and stories, it's what we want for you. That's right. It's more of the kingdom of God, more of God's presence, more of God himself. Wow. A question that has been... um kind of, I don't know, troubling in a good way, disruptive to me in a good way, um, that goes along with what you're saying is thinking of Jesus, you know, taking the place of a servant and washing feet of of his disciples. Yeah. You know, it's like looking at that image and thinking of this low position that he is taking on to be a servant and, and really the living metaphor that that is in his time. Yeah. The question that comes to my mind that is just troubling in a good way is what is that today? Like, what is that? What is that position that we could take on that would just exemplify the kingdom of God in our culture? And it's like, I don't know the answer to that. And maybe there are many answers to that. But what places could we serve in that are forgotten, unseen, looked down on that would just really make God's kingdom visible? Yeah, I I do. Well, I think, I think you, you hinted at the answer in the fact that uh, the massive diversity Mm. um, that we have of gives massive diversity for the kingdom of God to be shown. Right. So I do think, uh, you think of the Trinity as like a light hitting a prism yeah. and then boom, it's going to come firing yeah. out in all kinds of different yes. ways. Um, and so for the Peter Luttrell, for the very talented right. jazz musician, that's got a massive heart for literally homeless people. Yeah. Um, the light of God shines super bright. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think of, um, you know, calm with his heart and passion for the refugees Yeah, and it, it shines super bright. 
and and so I wonder too, even uh, like I was I was talking with somebody the other day and a, a school counselor. Mm-hmm. So like be, just being very aware of all of the depravity that these kids are immersed in and right. porno- these boys, right. young boys, right. you know, just saturated in pornography yeah. and these young girls um, lost in all of the, was it TikTok? And, right. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Comparison. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And all of this stuff that there's just yeah. all that lostness. And so even as a school counselor to get in there and, and shine the light into that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the reality is, yes. Yeah. Yes. And and, um, and I think it's good for you to step back. And, and maybe if you've been a school counselor for a long time mm-hmm. working with very secular, yeah. whatever, young adults yeah. or, or teenagers, it's also good to take some time and go be exposed to other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, even in my own life, I've done that. Yes. You know, when my, when I had less children and yeah. I have five kids, when I had less children and my kids were easier to manage, yeah. I'd spend way more time like, you know, downtown or eating meals or yes. even teaching yes. at that location. Yeah. Um, and, and now way more of my conversations are with my kids about their lost friends. You know, yes. they'll come home and be like, yeah. Hey dad, uh, this friend of mine, that's an atheist showed me this yeah. video on, you know, how do yes. I respond to this? Yeah. Um, and so it takes on different shades yeah. and different ages and different stages. Uh, but, but I, I do think we hold all of that open hand. Yes. I love how too, what you're saying is the advancement of the kingdom of God, um, includes, you know, talking about the gospel and sharing truth, but it also has this other dimension of just actions of service. Like it, it is both of these and some of our actions of service will be living metaphors of the gospel. 100%. Not only um, us saying the words, which is great, and that's a great aspect of, yeah. of sharing the gospel, but also the living metaphor piece where that makes people ask the question, why would they do that? Yeah. You know, why would they do that? Yeah. And that the answer that Christians provide is because Jesus The did. love of God and compels we, us. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think, um, you know, we have in our congregation— uh, people, one of our young adults left to go work for Destiny Rescue. Right. And, right. Um, you know, and her, when she went that for whatever reason, the rescuing these young people out of human trafficking, right. and, and she is a therapist by education yeah. Yeah. Um, and wanted to help them post rescue. Right. And so, uh, you know, I just, I remember when she took a trip to go visit the Destiny Rescue yeah. stuff, she came home and she was like, I got to do more. Yeah. Like that, that yep. just so overwhelmed yes. by the gospel yes. to go do it. And I know people with the poor downtown of Garfield Park, yes. like they just walk in there and it's like yes. so overwhelmed. I got to yeah. do more. Um, or though I mean, there's so many different yeah. examples of this. Yep. Um, I, what I would say to our congregation and, and we want other people to listen into this conversation. Yeah. But what I would say to our congregation is uh, just open handedly. I mean, if yes. you don't have a place, yes. Pray, Lord, give yeah. me relentless passion for some group that needs to be seen. I think he loves to answer that prayer. I do too. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're praying for purpose. Yes. Pray for purpose yes. that aligns with his. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you pray for purpose, I mean, you're, you're, you're a 22 year old longing for purpose or you're yeah. an older person that's, you know, retired and done yes. praying for purpose, praying for meaning. Yes. Why not pray for purpose that aligns with what he is about. Right. Right. And just see how big and beautiful the love of God might become. Right. right. And I mean, to me, I'm a total optimist, but I think like, what if 50 of us, a hundred of us, 200 of us do this? I love it. And it's just like, man, yeah. that, that right. would really turn the city upside down. That kind yeah. of a thing. People really praying 
and having a heart for um, where God's kingdom might want to break out in places that are unexpected. That's right. I know a, a church in the UK and they planted their church in a dance hall yeah. that was, it was, uh, a place of debauchery. We'll just say that intentionally they planted their church there. And I think they called it Jacob's ladder of just like they wanted it to be a place of heaven in a place that was known for horror. And it's like that mentality and that way of praying and thinking of redemption is like, where's a place that is lost, forgotten, terrible that God might want his kingdom to break out. Like it's so on my heart. You and, and I I think so for us that are in leadership or like even for those listening in that are part of our church, what should you expect out of us as leaders? I think we need to become champions. Mm-hmm. Um uh maybe like in a sense promoters and celebrators of all these unique things. Yeah. We're always talking about Yeah. uh a calm who's ministering to yeah. the refugees. We're always yeah. talking about a Jorge Escalante as mm-hmm. he's ministering to the, those that we're always celebrating and elevating the Peter Luttrells. We're yeah. always celebrating and elevating the Andes or whoever yeah. it is that yeah. are, um, that are, that are, that are doing this and, and we're, and we're finding ways we participate too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we are always just celebrating and elevating. Yeah. And I think the church needs to become, uh, we are not shaming you into this. Yeah. We want to encourage you to drink of something so much yeah, deeper. Have more of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I want you to be a 22-year-old young adult that feels and walks in the presence and love and grace of God at a yeah. level you've never had yep. before. Yep. That's what I want for you. Yep. Um, I want you to be a retired, older gentleman yes. who loves and experiences the grace of God yes. at a level you've never had before. Yes. Um, and so I, I call you into deeper waters. Yes. And we want to champion and celebrate those yeah. that swim out. Yeah. Um, and so in all of this, I mean, one of my thoughts then is don't let the enemy take the calling into deeper waters and change it to a voice of shame. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, that's not the intent. No. And uh, and on the same hand, if you are like we have we have single moms in our church right. that have been abandoned by their spouses, yeah. and they're raising three kids, and right. they're I right. mean barely keeping their head right. above water, right. and they're thinking, when am I going to go help rescue yeah. refugees, yeah. and when am I going to yeah. do and um, and so I just to those people, man, even in your own home with your own kids. Mm-hmm. God knows your stage. God yeah. knows your capacities. God knows yes. where you're at. Yep. Um, God knows how you might bring them with you to do certain things. Yes. And God knows when you literally just need to make your children your disciples. Yes. Um, yep. And so zero shame. No. Zero shame. And I always want to be echoing a call to deeper yes. waters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. It's like, man, yeah, the, I just can't get over the... Uh, it's crazy to me to think there is more of God and it's in the face of, you know, Demetrius. It's in yeah. the presence of these people. There is more of God. And to me, yeah, that's there's no shame in that at all. Just invitation wow. to have more of God's presence in his spirit and, and to see more of the kingdom yeah. and know more of God's kingdom is like exciting yeah, and kind of awesome. It is exciting and awesome. I And I, I would say for those, you know, as we kind of steer this, near an end uh, for those that are listening i know you can't minister to everybody yeah um but just pray that god would reveal to you somebody yeah that you can practice the grace and mercy and love yeah. of god um where you get to practice it yeah. you get to walk yeah. in generosity yeah you get to listen to stories and see the beauty of god working yes. just open-handedly pray god reveal somebody 
Yes. And, what, um, what was the framework AJ used at the last sent service? It was really good. I think it was uh, one of them was like specific. And so like God may give you a specific yeah, that's right. thing or a place and he drops it in your heart and he's like, here, go do this because he knows you have the ability and capacity that's right. and a time or whatever to do it. Or there may be ongoing That's right. where God's like, just be open, be available when you go out to eat, that there might be someone and he, his spirit might say, give a, give a large tip to this person yeah. or like talk to this person. Mm-hmm. So like there's different frames he might give knowing your stage of life, your season of life and, and your ability. Yeah. But we want to pray and ask and be open to God giving us whatever one we need. That's right. And it, you're right. And I think too... Uh, like one we were talking about before the podcast, uh, I, when I was younger, before I had all these children, right. um, I would, I would take homeless people to places. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd see a couple standing on the side yes. of the road or whatever. And yes. I'd be like, Hey, do you guys need a ride somewhere? And, right. and, uh, <laughs> I drive around town totally at risk. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and a whole Just lot of you. Noise. It's <laughs> like, okay, whatever. And so, uh, you know, and, and even my wife has stories of that. We were young too. Right. She picked up a lady that was walking down the road, very distraught and, uh, and took her to a, a women's shelter. Right. And, uh, and so th- those things, they, they were way easier for us to do before right. I had a van full of kids right. driving everywhere. Yeah. Um, and there may be a time when God brings that back as my right. kids age and right. move out right. of the house and, Um, another one that we've been praying about lately. And so I don't know if you'll listen to this, Leslie, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this publicly yet. Uh, but one thing that we do have is we have a very structured home because we have so many kids. Right. And so we've maybe wondered, you know, Lord, maybe what you want to do is bring a kid that doesn't have the struggle to make me emotional into our structure. Right. Um, and that would be, that would be maybe something we could offer, um, Mm -hmm. you know, through, uh, yeah, with with other kids, yeah. opening our home to that, yeah. where they could come in and a kid w- needing to do homework, when to go to school, when dinner yep. time is, how to do chores, yep. that we have at this yep. season of life. And that's like those specific things where it's like God kind of highlights something, maybe you can offer this. And then last week with some of the young adults, I, I literally put a bag of clothes in my car that was for, I was going to throw away to Goodwill because, you know, it's not stylish yeah. or it has a hole in it. Yeah. And then I meet this guy and uh, Zach Bishop is like, hey, I, I got some clothes in my car. And I'm like, I do too. Yeah. And it's just the Holy Spirit prompting in that moment, like, hey, give this person that. Yeah, praise God. And both are God's kingdom. Yep. And even think about where we are. We're, uh, you're still a young adult. Yeah. Maybe I'm not, but, uh, you know, we are all, you're on the older end of young adult yeah. now. Yeah. And, uh, which means we have more means. Yes. You know, yeah. we're not totally broke anymore. That's right. Yeah. And so one of the new things that you and I talk about is we have the ability to be generous in yeah. ways that we were not at 21. That's right. Yep. And so that's a new one where yep. I just think, man, Lord, God, by your grace, show me where need is at yes. and just spur my heart and let yes. me do. So that's right. different age, different yes. stage, different ways of engagement. Um, wherever you're at, as you're listening to this, do not hear shame. Yeah, that's right. Just yep. open-handed. God, yep. show me how you can yep. put a desire in my heart to make yep. your love be known. <laughs> All the poor college students, it's like, what is it? Peter Go- or Paul, Golden Silver, I have not, but what I have, I give you. That's right. Which is like, we, we can pray. Yeah, yeah, we can say relationship. We have eye contact. Yeah. We have physical touch. We have yeah. things that we can give 
that show meaning and love. That's right. That's right. And the gift of time is just as value. I mean, it is valuable. Certain, that's right. To certain people in certain yes. stages. And so uh, I 100% agree with that. Just being open handed um, with that, not shaming other people's ages and stages. Yeah, that's but right. Always being a cheerleader of yes. grace practice. That's right. Um, so for those that don't practice it just like you or aren't your age and stage or don't have your means. So the wealthy don't get mad at the poor for not giving more. That's right. You know, and a young adult who has the evenings open doesn't get mad at the single mom who's barely keeping her head above water. We become champions of all the glorious spectrum, like a prism, all the spectrums in which the glory of God can be displayed. Amen. And uh, which is so good. All right. Hey, we love you all. And thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, Man, if this touched your heart, uh, we would love to know it. You can always email the church yep. and reach out. Um, but also, if there's somebody you know that ought to be listening to this, yeah, um, feel free to way. yeah, feel free to pass this along. Um, and we always do just want to invite you into community. Um, yeah. And so, do if you're if you're listening to this and this is inspirational at some level, yeah. um, we want you to be in places where you can have conversations about yeah. what we're teaching and learning and doing and practicing in the church. Yeah. And so, um, if you listen to this and you're not a part of a church family on a regular basis. Come and choose to participate. We have a great church family. That's right. Enjoying the conversation. Uh, We love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And until next time.